0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Hey, hey, hey. What's up, everybody? This is Diamond Bets. We are bringing joy to your life in a world just filled with disappointment. But not for the next two hours. My name's Matt Stryker, his name is Joe Pizzapia. Hello everybody out there, TV, radio, Series XM 159, social media, at SportsGrid, at Sports Grid TV, and of course, a huge hello to my shining grace, the one and only, Mr. Joe Pizzapia. How are you, my friend?
2: Yes, and the shine that Matt's yes. referring to is off of my giant bald head. So good morning oh, to good everyone as you can watch the sunrise <laughs> off of it. And you're right, Maddie, it's windows of happiness. And I see two windows right now with your face in mine that make me very happy. And we are going to talk some baseball today. We've got uh, more young players getting called up, which is great for our game. But unfortunately, we have to start kind of on a sour note this week. And uh, of course, it's with my Mets. So shocker, here we go. This is why we can't have nice things. Max Scherzer out for six to eight weeks with an oblique strain. That's right. See you later, Mad Max. We'll see you maybe around the all-star break. I don't know when. So DeGrom is out. Scherzer's out. And this is what happens when people say to me, Joe, why aren't you enjoying the Mets? It seems like you're not really enjoying this run. And I say, I am enjoying it. The problem is. I know what's coming and this is it here we go <laughs> so it begins but uh more to come on that and the implications because there's a lot of them obviously it's in the betting world it's in the fantasy world it's in the real world uh nolan gorman makes his major league baseball debut for the cardinals so does matthew Liberator, uh the uh, pitching prospect that came over in that deal also adley rutschman made his debut a beautiful moment where he goes out behind home plate the young catcher of the orioles who's going to save the franchise no pressure kid and then he's looking around all of Camden yards and soaking it all in. He seems like just a hell of a nice guy. I I hope life doesn't beat him down. And then uh, Trevor story was a great story this week himself, launching three home runs and seven ribbies in one game on Thursday night. But look, we have to start at the top, Matt. We have to start with Max Scherzer because this has far ranging implications in the wagering world. You are taking a guy out of the National League Cy Young race, which we'll talk about a little later in this hour, right? You we're plucking it. Forget it. Scherzer's out. If you had shares, they're all just lit on fire. Now it's over. And now on top of that, we're talking about what happens to the Mets. We're still minus money to win this division somehow. I don't know how or why, but to me, this is madness. We're going to talk about this too. This feels like to me, the time to pivot to Atlanta and Kyle writes pitch. Well, Morton starting to rebound, look like Morton again. Uh, Max Fried is still a very steady presence. Ozzie Albies and Austin Riley really haven't gotten going in all cylinders. Matt, I could ask you, is this the time to bet on the Braves, the defending world champions now that the Mets have missed another ace now on the shelf for an extended period of time?
1: Well, first and foremost, uh, Mets fans, you hear that? That's what we call the other shoe, and it has just (laughs) hit the floor. Uh, I actually saw 48-year-old Bartolo Colon working out, trying to get the attention of the Mets. Uh, to, To your question, look... Atlanta, I think, was always the team. The Mets came on like gangbusters, yes. And and in their completion, in their entirety, their totality, they are the team. But they're an incomplete team right now. Yeah, I'd be looking at the Mets. I'd even be looking at the Phillies, too, who still have yet to show us what we thought they would be in the preseason. Uh, there, there's a lot of moving parts here. It's only May. But yeah, this is unfortunate. But you said it best, Joe. These Mets fans that kind of were holding their breath, here it is. So, I mean, is David Peterson the guy? Does someone step up? That's the question that we have to ask here on Diamond bets Joe.
2: Yeah, and as we welcome in our radio audience talking about the repercussions uh, from the Max Scherzer injury, yeah, I mean, somebody has to step up in that Met rotation. Maybe it is Peterson. Um Tylor the terrible, is returning, hopefully, to the rotation soon. Is he going to be the guy that we saw for the first few weeks of the season or the guy we saw right before the injury? That's a distinct question mark. Look, Cookie Carrasco pitched very well yesterday in Colorado. That's going to be important. Chris Bassett did sign an extension there. Uh, for buying out the arbitration next year. He's been terrific, but there's a lot of pressure now on the rest of this rotation. And let's be honest. I mean, Max Scherzer also brings that intangible intensity to this team, and that's going to be missed as well. Uh, But on the good news, we see more and more rookies getting called up. Adley Rutschman, the latest one, along with Nolan Gorman. Nolan Gorman was leading the league in uh, minor league baseball in home runs so that is going to be very exciting the cardinals desperately needed some more help o'neil went on the il what are your thoughts on nolan gorman and adley rutschman finally getting the call already and before memorial day let's go
1: a couple of things first when i saw adley rutschman there was a video on social media of this kid just taking a moment and soaking it all in and i really really felt something there. So so let's see what happens. I mean, Baltimore needs something to be excited about. As far as Nolan Gorman, I watched his first at-bat. I watched him lace that hit. Then I watched what I think was his grandfather break down in tears. And I'll be honest with you, I got goosebumps and I started to get misty-eyed as well. Not because it was a Cardinal, but because these moments are what we need to cherish in life. A lot of people think about tomorrow or worry about yesterday. Be here now. Joe, there is no other place to be.
2: That's right. Be in the moment, be present. Speaking of being present in the moment, what sort of workout was Bartolo Colon doing? I didn't think working out was really <laughs> just, throw, thing. just
1: throwing just oh, throwing balls. Know. Really? But, you know, still just the fact that he's even on the radar that we're even talking about him, it speaks volumes oh, yeah.
2: and that's still have to make Bartolo, Col- Bartolo Colon is a special talent. I saw Bartolo Colon warm up one time in uh, Los Angeles, and I watched him throwing balls back and forth, doing long toss from the left field line to dead center field. And the ball never got higher than his head. I've never seen a human being do that in my life. It's a special arm talent. If anybody can do it, I'm rooting for Bartolo Cologne. We come back. We're going to talk about what's trending in major league baseball. Also some of the lines that are moving because of the Schurzer injuries. So buckle up kids. It's going to be a fun show today. We'll be right back right after this.
1: All right, folks, welcome back in. This is Diamond Bets. This is the place where you pull money out of your love of baseball, whether you're paying your car payment, your grocery bill, or just breaking off a hundo to the guy on the side, whatever it is you need. If you love baseball, you can now pull money out of it. My name is Matt Stryker. I'm sitting here with Joe Pizzoppia, as I do each and every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time, taking you all the way up to 10 a.m. Eastern. Keep us in your pocket everywhere you go, at SportsGrid, at TV. Joe, I turn to you now here. You're the author of the Black Book series. You've revolutionized the way people look at and wager upon sports. Let's talk about the things that are trending and how important is it to fade the noise and find what's important mm. to focus on? Because right now there's just so much information out there. What does a mastermind like you do with what's trending?
2: (laughs) Well, the masterminds like everybody else is trying to keep pace. I think some weeks and this Uh week started off with some rumblings that maybe Juan Soto could get traded from the Washington nationals. And then as the week went on, that idea seems to be getting a lot of cold water on it. And I understand because my initial instinct was how, how he's got a couple of years left on this deal how are you going to trade Juan Soto? How is that going to work out for this organization? And you can see here, you know, in this tweet, after the Buster Olney story that broke about Juan Soto, John Heyman, then called the nationals and Scott Boris, the Nats said, that's not even funny. We're not even going through that, the speculation of it. And uh, Scott Boris said, forget Soto trade. It's not happening. And he, they're all probably correct. I mean, you know, I know you're like me. You always think, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's business at the end of the day, probably. But I think it's just a little soon to talk about this. Uh, I don't know if there's an organization that can and will move the pieces, move heaven and earth to get Juan Soto because of how prospects are valued nowadays in Major League Baseball. Now, that being said, Juan Soto would be clearly the most sought after trade piece in baseball, as he should be. This guy is just 24 years old. Actually, not even. He's still 23 years old. Pardon me. <laughs> he will be 24. <laughs> um He's had seasons already where he had a 490 OBP a 465 OBP. He's got an OBP of 387. This is not what we see from young players. Typically speaking, he's actually got more walks than strikeouts for his career, which is something that never happens nowadays. Not in this version of major league baseball, let alone with a player of this age. So he is so far in a way above what your normal expectations are for a young player. And he's already won a world series. And you look at his 162 game average over on baseball reference, which is a fun thing to do. 34 home runs over 162, 104 ribbies with an OPS of 970 and a 296 batting average. I mean, it doesn't get much better than this guy. Not to mention he's super entertaining and, you know, certainly camera ready. He's good television, all those things that you would want an organization. But I just find it really difficult to believe with so many years left on his deal even if the nats are in this sort of a rebuild even if the nats want to get everything they can for juan soto that they can sell this to the fan base this early in the game i just think it's a very difficult thing to do and and the one guy who would probably move heaven and earth to do it is the met steve cohen because he doesn't care he right. is the news george steinbrenner make no mistake about it he is that dude but are you going to trade him in the division probably not i don't think so but if that's the place that's going to move heaven and earth to do it It feels like a very complicated situation. I say this is probably the cold water and everybody just walks away and maybe we have this discussion another year from now. But what do you think? Do you think there's any chance that we could get a Juan Soto trade at some point this season? What does that deal look like? Is it Anthony Volpe and Jason Dominguez
1: for for Juan Soto? Like, What does it have to look like? That's my first question. My second question is this. In this day and age of social media, someone simply floating an idea does not make it fact. But people running to pour cold water on it, that might make it a fact, and that's something that we have to live with in this day and age of just absolute disinformation. Last but not least, you know, when Nelson Cruz signed with the Nationals, the the narrative was that they, the Nationals, promised Nelson Cruz that they were gonna be making adjustments and they were in it to win it. Either A, they lied to Nelson Cruz, B, someone lied to the public, which happens all the time, or C, this team actually has a plan, and we're not in the front office, and we don't know. But the fact that, that Buster can float the idea, and it becomes a narrative, and now it becomes a talking point, that says a lot of where we are. There needs to be some responsibility and understanding. We can ask questions, but we can't state facts if they're not facts. So this is something that I think is just a distraction. You talk about Soto, you know his chase rate is up to like 20% this year, which is actually very good for normal people. It's incredibly high mm-hmm. for him. So it says that maybe Soto's getting, getting frustrated. And, you know, the walks mm-hmm. the, the walks are a great thing in real baseball, but you can never play this guy on a total base prop because the walk doesn't count. So there are certain mm-hmm. aspects for this show's purpose that this conversation should, should focus on. And one is what Juan Soto does on the field. And right now he's, just, he's not wagerable, if that's a word, Joe.
2: No, I understand. Uh, and look, maybe the Nats should move him because they don't have a whole lot to rebuild here without him. But I don't know if you've already refused the extension. I think we all know the writings on the wall. It's just a matter of when, not if, uh, Adley Rutschman, as you said, had a beautiful moment yesterday. I just want everyone to get to know Adley Rutschman because in the DFS world, people are going to be looking at him and say, okay, well, he's new. Who is he And over 179 games in the minor leagues hit 282 with an 878 OPS. Uh, I had 30 home runs over those 179 games, 110 RBIs. This guy's the real deal. He's everything you want. And I know we've been frustrated in the past with this Oriole catcher wagon. You know, Matt Wieters was supposed to be the next MVP kind of guy. <laughs> Rutchman's a different talent. Switch hitting catcher, different, different breed. But it's always tough, Matt, for those catchers to come up and hit right away because they have to worry about the pitching staff and all the, the real baseball stuff they don't care about the offense as much. But this guy is a special offensive talent. So how do you weigh those two things? The young catcher who's got to learn how to call the game at the major league level and learn all of his new pitchers versus the guy who they're going to need offensively. How do you weigh both those things when you're trying to make wagers or put this guy in DFS or fantasy lineups?
1: It's a great question. I think first and foremost, temper expectations. You know, see Joey Bart, see Kybert Ruiz, but oddly, Rushman has a much different hit tool than these guys and find me a catcher that rates a triple in his first major league hit. But you and I have talked about the value of the catcher. You bring up a great point. There is a second responsibility. That's hitting. The first responsibility is the pitching staff. So why not try in fantasy leagues and DFS to try to find a way to to give points to a catcher if there's something that the pitcher does that the catcher is directly related to. They're a battery together. Whether it be... At, and I can't even think about what it is, but you have to try to find some value because they have two jobs. With that said, Rutschman's bat is intriguing. Uh, the catcher position has always been dicey. There's really only a handful of guys that you know you can just plug and play. So from the DFS position, if you have a good matchup, and the Orioles are actually a very good competitive bad team, if you will. You, know, you guys got Santander and Mullins and Mateo can steal and now add Rutschman to the list. There's some fun plays to be had.
2: Yeah, definitely some fun plays there, uh, and the, everything's, you know, open for business there uh, with some of the bad teams, and it doesn't yeah. mean you can't invest in them in some way. And Rutchman's going to be in this American League Rookie of the Year race now, and it's early enough for him to be a part of it. Julio's really picked things sure. up. Bobby Witch showing signs of life, so don't forget. Uh, on a sad note too, uh, Roger Angel or angle depending on how you pronounce it uh, passed away this week who was one of the great baseball writers uh, he wrote for the New Yorker if you ever watch the Ken Burns documentary you've seen this gentleman speak about the game uh, just a fantastic wordsmith and I know you appreciate these things so I thought it was worth bringing up on the show today here's one where he's describing Boston Red Sox catcher at the time Carlton Fisk coming out of a crouch It's like an aluminum extension ladder stretching for the house eaves with an awkward sideways motion that suggests a man feeling, uh, under his bed for a lost collar stud. I mean, what other sport can you write about like that <laughs> than baseball? I mean, it it's just incredible stuff. It. And, um, it's, it's one of the things that I think makes us always romantic for the game of baseball. So, uh, Roger angle, who uh, has been writing for baseball longer than I've been alive, uh, I passed away this week, but, um, certainly his words are not forgotten there's no doubt about that Uh, we come back we're going to step away from what's trending and talk about what's trending in your wallet uh, not so much the Mm. internet and we're going to talk about maybe some lines it's time to revisit some things to look at seriously also with all these home runs now starting to get hit maybe it's time to start thinking about who's going to lead the league in that category so we come back we're going to poke around there so stick around more diamond bets right after this
1: Welcome back in, folks. We're talking about all things, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, but above all, baseball. This is Diamond Betts. My name is Matt Stryker. His name is Joe Pizopilla. And now it is time, Joe, to move between the lines. This is a show about wagering on baseball, whether it be fantasy, DFS, wagering, whatever it is. Moving between the lines is a great segment because each and every time we visit this, the lines are different. And we're always trying to find value. So let's move between the lines. Would you like to start with the NL Cy Young?
2: Yes. Yes, I would. I would like Great. to do that, Matthew, because it's different now because Max Scherzer's not there. Look at the board. Oh, where'd you go, Max? Oh, to the IL for uh, eight weeks. I'm not bitter. Everything's fine. Everything's just fine. Uh, let's look <laughs> at this. Corbin under. Burns. <laughs> I tell you, this is this is what happens. Corbin Burns <laughs> is at plus 320 over on the FanDuel side. Carlos Rodon is plus 600. So that that hasn't really changed. Pablo Lopez is now moved up to third in the, uh, in the tier at plus 1200, but look at Joe Musgrove. Can we talk about yeah. Joe Musgrove? Cause I want to talk about Joe Musgrove. I've been pounding the table for this dude for what? I don't know. Six weeks now. And he's still a plus 1200 Walker Bueller has fallen off. He hasn't been great. Plus 1300. He's still got plenty of time to get back in this race, especially with Kershaw on the IL. I think that kind of nixed any of that. Well, what if Kershaw becomes the guy? I think we've you know put that aside max free to plus 1500. So Corbin burns, probably still going to be the guy again. Everybody should probably be paying more attention to Corbin burns and giving him more credit because I feel like if this guy pitched in Boston or Chicago or LA or New York, we would care a whole lot more about how great Corbin burns has been. But I want to talk about Joe Musgrove because Joe Musgrove has an ERA of two. Joe Musgrove has a, a, a strikeout to walk ratio. That's sterling. Joe Musgrove just keeps going out there and pitching like an ace and winning games. Now, he is pitching in a good rotation. He is pitching on the West Coast, so I think some people are missing those games, and Joe Musgrove is not the biggest name in his own rotation. Hugh Darvish is the big name. Hugh Darvish, everybody knows, national guy, everybody knows him. Joe Musgrove is somebody people are still, you know, kind of figuring out and learning, and I think it's time to educate everybody about Joe Musgrove. And looking at him at 12-1 to right now, If I hadn't made any move and on this market at all in the National League, it would still be very wise to put money on Corbin Burns at three to one. That's still a pretty good number. But the next number is the 12 to one next to Joe Musgrove's name, because even Carlos Rodon so far, we've seen a blow up start, right? We saw one this week where he was human. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is bound to happen. Guys go out there some nights and they have bad starts. But Matt, if you look at what this guy's done so far, I, I understand it's a good rotation. I understand all those things, but Joe Musgrove over eight starts, 52 innings as a one nine zero ERA. He's got 51 strikeouts. The whip is 0. 0.94. If I'm just giving you the stats, right. And telling you in eight starts, he's five and zero with an ERA under two, you would say, well, he should be the front runner for the Cy Young, but he's not, he's not even single digit money. He's double digit. odds, 12 to one right now. So I think it's time to plant a flag. And I want to know if you're going to help me kind of move this flag all the way up there. And help me plant this on joe musgrove and being a wager that it's time to consider strongly in the natural league for cy young
1: huh you know one of my favorite grateful dead songs is called standing on the moon it's fantastic you should read the lyrics yeah you made a great point about musgrove pitching on the west coast those late games where people may not get a chance to see him and i think that is the reason we sit at 12 to 1. if you've ever watched musgrove pitch whether it be his time in houston his time in pittsburgh now here in san diego His pitch mix is brilliant. Joe, you played baseball. I have rarely seen professional hitters fooled in a third at bat against a pitcher in a game, which rarely happens anymore, as much as I see it with Joe Musgrove. He's a thinking man's pitcher. Almost think Greg Maddox-esque. And I gotta be careful with hyperbole here. But yeah, Musgrove at 12 to 1 is a great play. Also, I would spy Max Freed at 15 to 1. You, at the top of the show you mentioned how Scherzer's injury now puts the Braves as the darling. If come August, September, October, the Braves are running away with it and Freed is a part of it, you're gonna be happy that you grabbed him at 15 to 1 right at the end of May. But with regards to Joe Musgrove at 12 to 1, lay it up against Pablo Lopez at 12 to one. I mean, come on. They are not Mm -hmm. the same pitcher in any way, shape or form or on the same team with the same bullpens. So yeah, I really like your, uh, your point about Musgrove, especially with the caveat that uh, he pitches late and a lot of people may miss him.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, it's starting to feel eerily reminiscent of last year with Robbie Ray where, you know, Ah. people just weren't paying attention. And then eventually it just got to a point where, we hadn't yeah, like you had to stand up and pay attention because he just blew the field away. Now, in all fairness, Corbin Burns is still at the top there, but think about this too. You mentioned about the difference between Pablo Lopez and Musgrove, it's also the run support that Pablo Lopez is going to get. So, the win total, and you, you can all say, Oh, the win, who cares? They care. The people who vote for this award, they care. They look at it. Um, Carlos Rodan, what are you investing in there? I mean, it, it's a guy that you really think he's going to throw 200 innings? If so, great. That'd be tremendous for the San Francisco Giants, but color me skeptical. But with Max Scherzer out of this race, with DeGrom out of this race, with the big names in the National League, not there. I'm telling you right now, Joe Musgrove is worth a look. Uh, Another thing that's worth a look is over on FanDuel, they've got a special right now, which is super fun, which is who's going to lead the league in home runs. So this is what that board looks like. We have Aaron Judge at the top at plus 300, who've been absolutely brilliant. Uh, Jordan Alvarez at plus 480. Mike Trout at plus 850. Pete Alonso, the polar bear at plus 950. CJ Krohn at plus 1200. Vlad Guerrero at plus 14. And then a lot of other folks after that. Now, right now, you got Judge leading the league at 14 home runs with Alvarez at 12. And then you got a bunch of guys at 11 Buxton, Krohn, Stanton, Mike Trout. Alonso's got 10. Kyle Schwarber, ironically, is up to 10 now, too. But these are the big names in baseball. If you had let's say two guys to spread some cash around that, who would be those two guys to lead the major leagues in home runs this year? Because these are some really big names, some really big talents. And maybe it's somebody that's not even on this board you're thinking of, or maybe it's somebody that might not be, maybe it's not Aaron judge. Maybe it is a CJ crone, a lesser star, so to speak in terms of visibility. How do you see this board and how would you spread the chips around? Well,
1: I'd just I'd be careful with Crone just because of park factor. I know a lot of people like to run to those, you know, big numbers, 12 to 1, 14 to 1, but take into consideration that half of his games have to be played on the road. Uh, with that said, Aaron Judge is the guy, but there's always that hole in the swing. There's always that injury. Jordan Alvarez has probably the second best or third best home run swing out of this little lot that we're looking at. I think Pete Alonso has the best pure home run swing. And Mike Trout is a fun play, but you have to think about this. At eight and a half, right, that's what that number is, eight and a half to one, Trout Mm -hmm. understands he's not going up there to hit home runs. If Mike Trout goes up in a situation and he needs to just, you know, push a guy along, he knows that he's going to do that. And that's something that a very professional baseball player will do. So you have to be careful when you're looking at home run plays here. Uh, Alvarez is the fun one just because of his swing. And then you can't discount Alonzo. But... You watch a lot of Met baseball, and so do I. I don't think this is the same Pete Alonso. But warm weather coming, a lot of guys are going to start heating up. I would split the units between, uh, gosh, Judge and Alvarez.
2: Alvarez is definitely one for me, <clears> at <throat> 480. He's got, I think, that perfect odds there. He is a guy that has these multi-home run games, too, and that helps. Yeah that stuff adds up. You know, if you have a multi home run game, once or twice a month, it, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it does. When you're looking at total race like this, uh, with trout, it's always a health issue too. It's like, you have to stay healthy enough to do this. And it's great. that trout has been healthy. I'd love to see him lead the league in home runs. Uh, it feels like judge has something to prove this year too. It feels like judge wants to get that contract wants to get paid. I don't blame him. Um, so for me, Aaron judge, and Alvarez would be my two as well. Alonso's tempting trout is very tempting. Uh, Buxton, as much as I would love to you know, maybe get in on him, once again, a little bit of a tough sell there. Can he stay on the field long enough to do it? Because that's the factor, right? We're talking about season-long total. You've got to play 150-something games most likely to hit that. Otherwise, you're at uh, for an extraordinary pace. Ironically, I think Stanton is another guy that could come out of nowhere and, and do it. Not even out of nowhere, but Stanton judge in that ballpark is I mean, we know they're going to approach 40 home runs and that's the thing it's like what's that number this year is it 40 is it 45 is it 49 is it 50 something there's a lot of questions about that but health has to be important so judge and alvarez even though they're the top guys they're mine as well so i think if you put a little on each it's not a terrible investment and then revisit it if you can uh in a few weeks let's revisit the braves because at the top of the show this is what we talked about like what do we do with this met news okay how do we take all this sadness in joey p's heart and turn it into green that's what we want to do because right now it's just black like my soul but if you look right now over at bettingpros.com you can see the consensus lines that i have right now for the atlanta braves to win the division plus 325 to win the pennant plus 750. the win total 91 and a half. the juice on that is minus 114 the world series number for the Braves to win it all. Plus 1500. These are the champs. They've still got some really good pitching. They do have a closer in Kenley Jansen of note. Okay. I know he's a little older, but he's been pretty good outside of the one blown save. They have Ronald Acuna an MVP candidate. They have a great lineup. They play good defense. They do everything right. And they know how to win. To me, this is the time. This is the window that if you like the Braves to get in on it, because if the Braves trim this gap, all of a sudden, I feel like this is that opportunity here, Matt, over the next six weeks without Scherzer, that they can do that. And this becomes a real two-dog race. What are your thoughts on all these Braves numbers?
1: Don't think that they don't know exactly what you're talking about inside that Atlanta organization. They see a wounded animal and they are going to go and get it. Uh, World Series hangovers are real though. You, know, you have to think about that over the course of time. How many back-to-backs have we seen? I think of the Yankees were going Ones to do it. So let's keep that in mind as well. Either way, it's going to be a dogfight in that NL East, but keep an eye on Philadelphia. I I maintain that and I said it at the beginning, I'm going to keep it there now.
2: Maybe. Philadelphia has been 500 for a very long time. If something has to go right for them and that Bryce Harper elbow is kind of lingering out there, no pun intended. We come back, the studs and duds, who's on fire and who's not so much. We'll be right back after this.
1: Welcome back in, my friends. This is Diamond Bets. My name is Matt Stryker. His name is Joe Pisapia. It is now time for a segment that is near and dear to my heart. For I was once a stud, but now I feel as if I am a dud. So, Joe Pisapia, with that said, let's get into studs and duds and let's help everyone out there figure out how they can take advantage of or take advantage of players that are doing well and players that are struggling. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> there you go you oh boy, how do i work out of this one i don't know this is why i live for sunday morning if anyone ever knows you <laughs> all right well let's uh let's start small with jose altuve you know so this is a game Ooh, of inches wow. and the jose altuve fruit. right now in fuego <laughs> this is the low-hanging fruit is the, this is the second time I'm on a show this week the low-hanging fruit is the best tasting i'm short i'm five seven that's the fruit i can reach i mean that that's what i'm looking for Uh, Look at this dude! Over the last 51 at bats, 12 runs scored, five dingers, eight ribbies. Guess who's back? 314 batting average over that period of time, over those 50 at bats, and a 1038 OPS. So Jose Altuve at the back, at the top of that lineup. Excuse me, it's been absolutely brilliant. Look at him; he's sitting right back on the iron throne. Look at him in all of his glory atop the throne here. This is why you're watching Diamond Bets, of course, on Sports Grid. He looks so happy up there. Look at him. Look at him. He looks fantastic. Sitting there at the top of the order on the throne, where he should be, the little man Jose Altuve likes low hanging fruit. I can guarantee you, he loves low hanging fruit <laughs> because those are the ones he can reach as well. Uh, so Altuve, along with Alvarez, if you're stacking these guys in DFS, if you're playing the props on him right now, if you're looking for total bases right now, a guy hanging at the top of the order is going to get that extra at bat, typically speaking. So yeah. there's a lot to like with Jose Altuve. He's been red hot when he's healthy. He's as good as it gets. And it's just great that he is healthy because healthy Altuve is this hitter, the hitter we're seeing right now. And that's been very important here for the Houston Astros. It's not just Justin Verlander. It's also guys like Alvarez and guys like Altuve that are putting those runs together. So uh, your thoughts on Altuve getting back where he belongs on the Iron Throne.
1: I have often said that Jose Altuve is a generational hitter. And I saw a very interesting stat earlier in the week. Uh, Rafael Devers is on pace, or he was, for 225 hits. There are only two guys in the last 20 seasons that have done that. One is Ichiro, and he did it three times. The other is Jose Altuve. And just for perspective, yeah. neither Tony Gwynn nor Ted Williams ever collected 225 hits in a season. I think Gwynn had 221 year. But that says a lot. It says a lot about Altuve, it says a lot about the team, and when Altuve goes, the team goes. And Joe's right about stacking. Altuve, Alvarez, Tucker. There's just so many different ways to play this team. Mm-hmm. I love how Jose Altuve. You're gonna get him on total base props, you're gonna get him on DFS stuff. If he's on your waiver wire in a fantasy league, call me, because I wanna be in that fantasy league. Joe, who's next?
2: Yeah. and. Williams and Gwynn never had that many hits because they were too good at hitters. They just refused to swing at anything outside the strike zone. That's why those guys, I think never had that number over the last 54 at-bats for Paul Goldschmidt. Ooh, we, he's been good. 54 ABs, 10 runs, four home runs, 16 rubies, hitting 426 over that span with a 1281 OPS doesn't get much better than this. And you know, after a slow start last year, when people started to write off Paul Goldschmidt, the guy has been gangbusters ever since he could use some more lineup protection though. Arenado obviously has a great start to the season, but Nolan Gorman coming up, I think is very important here. So you need a little bit more out of that lineup around him, but Paul Goldschmidt has been outstanding. Uh, This is one of the great acquisitions. I love the acquisition at the time when they got him from Arizona and this is what the Cardinals do. They identify these kind of just steady, you know, build your franchise around ball players and you got Goldschmidt at one corner and you got Nolan Arenado at the other. All they need is somebody else in that lineup to step up and a little bit more pitching. Is Jack Flaherty going to be that guy? Maybe, perhaps. But again, just like we're talking about Altuve, when a guy is this hot... You continue to stay on him in the betting market. You continue to stay on the total bases. Even if there's a home run problem you like it that night, you can go for that. Uh, you want to put him in a parlay with something else. But is another one of these guys you got to pay attention to right now because he's absolutely been in fuego, Matt.
1: Especially when the Cardinals are playing any other NL Central team that isn't the Milwaukee Brewers. And Joe's right about stacking. And there's a lot of ways you can go with this Cardinal team. And there's a lot of players that the public might not know about. Guys like Juan Yapes or Harrison Bader, Tommy Edmonds or even a Tyler O'Neill when he gets back and healthy. Goldschmidt is the guy to build some nice DFS stacks around, especially when you have a favorable matchup. He's raking right now, he's a professional hitter. My only concern is that it's the 22nd of May as we sit here and speak. I hope he can keep it up, because I'd rather him do this in, say, August, as opposed to just burn mm-hmm. out in
2: May. But either way, great stacks here. Joe, who's next? Well, let's have a pitcher, shall we let's talk about a pitcher. let's talk about garrett cole first few starts were not great for garrett cole yankee fans were saying, what the hell's wrong with garrett cole why are we paying this guy all this money i don't want to stand what the hell's happening i don't want to get it. he's so great what's his spin rates he's nothing without his his sticky stuff he's nothing well guess what he's still something over the last 19 and two thirds 17 hits i'm salty this morning it's that max scherzer injury I'm t- i've been salty all week you're just gonna have to live with it folks 19 and two thirds innings, 17 hits, 24 strikeouts, completely dominating two walks over that span. 24 to two is that strikeout to walk rate. And then we've got a 275 ERA and a 0.97 whip. So the Yankees are at the top of major league baseball right now. They are rolling Judge is rolling Stanton's rolling. Nestor Cortez's mustache is rolling. Uh, Everything is, is going well for the boys in the pinstripes right now. Uh, And looking at it, of course, at some point there's going to be a challenge. Uh, you would think Toronto will continue to challenge them. Boston, probably not so much. Orioles, probably not so much. Uh, Tampa probably will because they're getting guys like Shane Boz back pretty soon. You know, their McClanahan's been tremendous. Wander Franco is dealing with an injury. They are going to make a move at some point. This is what Tampa does. But Garrett Cole right now being Garrett Cole is just crucial. And this is you know, kind of the point I'm making about the Met rotation, right? When you don't have that guy at the top, you know, you can even say this about the Cardinals to a certain extent too. It's, it's really tough when you don't have the ACE of the staff in theory out there pitching like an ACE or pitching at all. And Garrett Cole has been doing that for the Yankees over the last 20 innings or so, and actually a little bit longer than that, but it's also a reminder not to lose your mind early on about bad April starts because that's all they are. They're just bad April starts, and it happens sometimes. Uh, right now, in the Cy Young race in the American League, Garrett Cole's at plus seven fifty. Of course, we all know who's number one right now is Justin Verlander. But with the way Garrett Cole's been pitching, let's let's entertain for a moment somebody other than my Justin Verlander for Cy Young at seven fifty. Do you think this is an interesting time to start buying it on the Garrett Cole Cy Young wagon?
1: Yeah, absolutely, because this is the most public name on the most public team. And I want to zero in on one particular stat, that sub one whip, man, oh man. Listen, Joe, you and I have spoken about this. The Yankees are feast or famine, right? Big bopping all the time. But if Cole and some of the other pitchers can start to bring that whip down, which is with hitters in position, the Yankees could actually start to play, dare I say, some small ball and manufacture some runs and not have to go out (laughs) there and start clubbing teams over the head. So that's why I think this Cole discussion is important because it can change the way the Yankees can win games so now what you can do is yeah you 100% can put a little token on Cole for Cy Young but you can also start to look at the Yankees and I mean their win totals fantastic now but you can start to see them starting to win some of those closer games now instead of having to hit the ball over the wall a million times because a guy like Cole goes out there and stymies the, uh, the opposing team's offense and that uh, hit I'm sorry walk to K rate only Kevin Gosman and Gosman's K K rate to walk rate is just mind blowing so far this year, and it really says mm-hmm. a lot. There's a cream of the crop here, and Cole is one of those few pitchers. So great point. If you can get him in a nice plus price, why not? You got anywhere else you want to go here?
2: Yeah, well, we got to go to the other side of the coin too. Everything's not sunshine and roses. Uh, not for Kyle Schwarber, not. at least uh, things have oh. not gone well. No, it's not. Believe it or not, it's not. Uh, Kyle Schwarber. Over the last 49 at bats, 22 strikeouts, Ooh, way too many. He's got almost as many strikeouts as Garrett Cole. <laughs> that's, bad. Not the, that's not a good thing. Just want to point that out. Uh, he's got two home runs though, seven runs. Cause he's still towards the top of that order. He's hitting 204, 640 OPS over his last 50 at bats. Now here's the one thing I will say about Kyle Schwaber is batting average and Kyle Schwaber never always got along. You know, he's probably a 240, 250 mm-hmm. hitter uh last year maybe we could say that was the anomaly was the contract year everything broke right he was super focused or whatever it is maybe some early frustrations like him you know yelling at angel hernandez as you could see in that photo before on the screen but the one thing i will say if you're in a fantasy league i would buy on this guy and the reason why is because he's got 10 home runs on the air so the power is not a problem as long as the power is still there Eventually, the law of averages of baseball mean this guy's going to have a good run in here with some batting average is going to pull that up above the 200 mark, you know, probably somewhere in that, you know, 240 range is probably where it's going to settle. But as long as the power stays consistent, I think Kyle Schwarber an interesting buy low. And also, if you start to see him in the market in terms of wagering or DFS being all of a sudden a, a guy like, well, that was plus juice on Kyle Schwarber total bases tonight. Look for that because he's still hitting home runs despite the other struggles and despite the strikeouts. Yes, it has more range of outcomes. It's a little bit more, you know, risky as they would say, but in terms of what is out there and available for Kyle Schwarber's wagers and DFS wise, I think it's an opportunity more than anything. So even though things are not going well for Kyle Schwarber, I see this as an opportunity to buy low across the board, Matt, how do you see the Kyle Schwarber market? I think
1: it's fantastic advice. And you and I have often talked about the failure rate built into baseball, 70, maybe 75%, right? Guys hit 300, 250. Look at that batting average over the last 50. That's an 80% failure rate. There's going to have to be some correction here, just on simple math alone. So yeah, great buy low Kennedy. If you can go and find a, another manager in your season-long fantasy league and make a nice trade should you need a, a, a nice bat, this is interesting. Also... I've been saying this, Philadelphia has yet to get started. They've yet to be what they are supposed to be. So if you believe in all those things, Joe's right, go out and try to make a deal for Kyle Schwarber because he has to, has to rebound.
2: Who's next? I saw an amazing stat about the Phillies this week. Uh, over their last 50 games, they're 25 and 25. Over their last 100 games, they're 50 and 50. And over their last 200 games, they are 100 and 100. So I don't know when this run is happening, but it needs to happen soon because they are just the epitome of 500 baseball. And and I, and it's it's partially the bullpen over the years. It's the back of the rotation. It's the inconsistencies in the lineup. There's no doubt about that. But you're right. They've got all the tools to have a run in them. They had a run last year and Noel was pitched better, but we shall see. All right. Last one here. Oh boy, here we go again. Cody Bellinger back to his old tricks, 52 at-bats, the last 52, 18 strikeouts, one dinger, five ribbies hitting 212, 678 OPS. So look at this point in fantasy, you want to, you want to move on. You want to cut ties and just take what you can get. I get it in DFS. It's really hard to invest because he's still mid-priced and mid-priced guys with bad productivity is a curse. And the wagering market, I don't know what you could say, but this is a bigger point that I was making earlier this week on the morning after with Ben Stevens. I was talking to him about, you know, remember how I said at the beginning of the year in Diamond Bets that the Dodgers aren't invincible. If Kershaw goes in the IL, you know, if the bottom half of this lineup struggles, all these things, well, guess what? Some of these things are starting to happen and the Padres just keep pitching and pitching and pitching and pitching. What are your thoughts on Cody Bellinger's struggles and what it means for this Dodger team right now? short and sweet cody bellinger is the
1: remote control lost new blankets plain and simple and sometimes you got to get out of bed and shake that blanket vigorously and then the remote <laughs> falls on the floor and then you find it get back into bed and find your favorite program i don't know what to make of cody bellinger
2: it's, it's very disturbing when that remote hits the ground very loudly too <sighs> and it stirs you and wakes you i like mine because i'm old and it has like it lights up when i go to push a button That's helpful for old people like me. We come back a history lesson for me, the old fart here in the room. We'll be right back on SportsGrid right after this.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: All right, folks, welcome back into Diamond Bets. It really seems this first hour has flown by, and that's what it does when you're working with someone like the one and only Joe Pizza P. My gosh, Joe, if I haven't said it to you lately, Sunday mornings, I look forward to sitting down and talking to someone like you with the mind that you have. So take me back, my friend, as you always do. You're good for nostalgia and a warm smile. Mm. This day in baseball, what do you got, Joey
2: P? Let's do some member berries. Let's go to 1983. I like the 1983 Tops cards. Remember them? They had the little circle. So you got the picture of the player, and then you got like the little circle with the close-up. You have the action shot, and then the close-up of the guy with the mustache, because they all had mustaches, because it was 1983. And they were all 22 years old with mustaches. Uh, 1983, (laughs) Cliff Johnson of the Toronto Blue Jays hits his 18th career pinch hit home run. 18, that's pretty impressive. Uh, The drive tied Johnson with Jerry Lynch on the career pinch hit home run list. And it got me thinking. Matt Striker, with all the DHs everywhere, we don't see a whole lot of pinch hitting anymore. I was like, if somebody comes out for an injury, there's no more double switches. Pinch hitting might become one of these things that we talk about and tell our kids and grandkids about. Ah, uh, in my day, they used to take a guy out for another guy, and they would go, "What are you talking about?" That's never Smoking when I'm a grandpa? Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you were smoking. You a different years. smoking, perhaps. <laughs> 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 I like grandpa. You know, maybe you should play off of it. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, did you have a favorite pinch hitter in your baseball youth? Because everybody's got one.
1: I grew up in a time of guys like Danny Heap, Lee Mazzilli, Harold Baines, and then a little older on, Matt Stairs. Yeah, man, the the pinch hit is something I think a lot of people don't realize. You know, you're coming off the bench cold, seeing that Mm pitcher, and got to find your timing. But sometimes, man, oh, man, it makes for some great
2: drama, doesn't it? it does it does uh lenny harris was always my My favorite career pinch hitter lenny harris would you know he would he just show up there different team different year just just hitting baseballs you know what i'd sit there for it what a great job right i mean he was like the closers of baseball of uh, of hitters right where you just come up up, up, just get lenny up there takes his one at bat and he's off the rest of the night it's a beautiful moment there for him we come back hour two of diamond bets we look ahead to what's going on this week but first A lot of important news. We'll be right back on Sports Grid right after this.